0: Today's special guest is Kim Wanowicz. She has a really amazing title that caught my attention. She is a bold coach, and as hairstylists, we need her more than ever. We are a group of people that tend to be empaths, we are service-minded, we are givers, we give, 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 we stand all day, we don't eat lunch, we don't take care of ourselves and I wanted to bring Kim on to share with all of you how to be more bold, you know, make this your year to be bold and to gain the tools necessary to live a better life and take better care of yourself. Thank you, Kim, for being here, welcome. Awesome, thank you so much for
1: having me. And just can I say, um, colorists play a very important role in my life. (laughs) <laughs> and I have to say that the first part of COVID, when the salons were not open and I had to go too long, I would not even do a live because the gray that was happening. So my the greatest day of COVID was, um, it was like May 28th when my salon opened and I felt like me again. Oh, 100%. Cannot-
0: we have never been... Um, appreciate it you know through the years we were kind of just it was one of those services that you kind of take for granted and myself yeah. you know I'm I'm looking in the mirror I'm like oh boy I really need to do something I missed my nail appointments I missed my facial appointments and I really missed my hair appointments so it, it definitely made us feel more necessary and more appreciate it but it also opened up Pandora's box to a whole set of other issues in that um, the clients, when they did have the opportunity to come back, there's a little bit of misplaced anger and, and a lot of personality coming back in because they're, they're annoyed that they had to wait so long. And then there was a whole bunch of things that we had to deal with as far as, you know, having a lot more regrowth than they normally do. And then it becomes who has to foot that bill? You know, should the client have to pay because her roots are longer when it's not her fault because the state told her she couldn't come. Like it was so complicated. Oh,
1: wow. I didn't yeah. realize so, he's like, she like that. Right. No, I just walked in and thanked my colorist and the salon for opening and for having such safe um, practices in place so that I could feel safe and get the, get the dude, do the, Get it done. Sorry. Get it done. Get her done. Get it done. So, um, get her done. So yeah, I'm sorry. You know, people it's a very stressful time. And I guess that's what you see is that that coming out in people and that frustration is misplaced and people just don't know what to do with it. But I'm glad you all felt appreciated because I literally wanted to hug and um, tear up a little bit when I saw both my colorist and my haircut and my stylist.
0: I was like, oh! Absolutely. And that's just one of many examples of why a hairstylist would need a bold coach, because we tend to have this conversation ongoing in our head. It's almost like those little clouds that you see in cartoons where it's what the person's thinking, but they're not. Yeah. That goes on the entire time. And there's a cloud above the Client's head of the things that they're thinking and not saying. So mm-hmm. each person has a story, right? And I understand that now because I've been in the industry for thirty years and I've done extensive inner work. But most people, especially early in your career, you don't even know what that is. You don't know yeah. what you don't know, and you don't know that you need it. Yeah. So talk about you know what it what it is and how you um, could help in situations like that with helping a stylist to understand that their needs are every bit as important. You can be of service and still have self-care and there's a balance there.
1: Oh my goodness. Um, yes. Yeah, so thanks for having me. I love having this conversation, this bold conversation with, um, with this group and you really um, open my eyes to what an important group it is because like you said, your, your empaths, your service givers and, the other thing um, that I love having this conversation is so that I work with people just like you guys. You're solopreneurs. You you work for yourself um, for the most part. It's your job to get your clients, right? No, no, I call it the sales fairy, is not dropping down and handing you clients left and right. So that's why I do what I do because as solopreneurs, we're all out there. I mean, I'm a coach, I work for myself, I'm in the same boat. I get it. We're out there doing what we do, but there's so many people that do what we do. There's so many colorists out there that it's, it, it, it makes you forget your own value. Mm. And so that is why it is so important that we show up bold because we have to remember our value we have to remember why people want to work with us there's a, there's enough for everybody abundance of abundance we shouldn't devalue ourselves because there's so many others that do what we do it's not that it's finding your core bold and remembering your value and showing up owning that value and that certainty of what you provide for people and then um, the bold is actually an acronym um, because people often say, well, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be, I'm not a bold person. I'm not an outgoing person. That's not for me. So bold can be very deceiving. You can be such an introvert and be bold. So can I share with you the acronym? Cause I think that will then explain what the it heck is. bold is. Sure. Um, so there's four points to bold, obviously it's an acronym. So the B is who you are becoming we often think of like well this is what i want in my business but we don't think about who we need to become to achieve that and and that has all to do with recognizing your own value and getting that clarity on what you do and who you do it for you know as stylists Do you work with anyone and everyone or do you have like a specific group that you work with or an audience that you can target? How do you stand out is really the question. And when you get that certainty, it's, it's, it's not an assumed thing. It's an intentional thing Mm. that you work toward when you have that certainty and you know what you do and the value you provide People feel that they want to be with you. It's a different energy and you don't have to feel that fear of you. And I talked about the fear of what to charge and the fear of being at the customer's beck and call that you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to stand in your own shoes. And if it's not the right customer for you, then it's not there. You will find the right customer when you own and know your value. So I call that who you are becoming because it's a work in progress unless you're not being intentional. And then that's where people stand. So if you're going to do the work that B is a work in progress, that's what I love to help people find the O in bold is all about others, The the, your communication with others, the impact that you make on others, the influence as a stylist, you're constantly talking to people like, right all day long. I love my stylist because I love our conversations and people are coming to you because of you. That's the most important thing to know in all of this. People are coming to you because of you and you don't need to feel insecure. You need to own that and love that. And, and feel such, well, again, certainty is one of my favorite words in that. So your communication skills and the impact you make and the influence you make is really important because you're, you're in an interpersonal relationship with your customer. So that's what I teach in my O the L is, how are you going to level up? If you want to build your business, if you want to grow your business, if you want to do anything new, you got to do something new. So how are you going to level up to do that? Unless you're right where you want to be, you have all the clients you need, you're good to go. Keep doing what you're doing. But mm-hmm. I work with people that want to grow or get better or level up their business. So you've got to figure out how, and how are you going to step out of your comfort zone, which is super scary. What are you going to do? Does that not take bold? So, I love, so that's where that comes from. And the D is all about your own drive and determination to not quit. And that's where I get into that inner critic, that voice that is chatting nonsense to you all day long. We all have that nonsense voice. Um, and I teach if you're going to have drive and determination and real grit, you've got to learn not to not have it. That's not the thing what to do about it. That's the thing. So to me, that's bold. That's when you put it all together. Those are the things I teach. And that is bold. It's not about being loud or outgoing, or that's a personality trait. You, you can be an introvert. Are hairstylists introverted? Some, some because you don't have to be in front of a crowd. You just love what you do and, and you speak one-on-one with that person. It's actually a great career for an introvert because you, You can just have that one-on-one conversation. So I always want to clarify that you can be an introvert and quiet, but still have all those influential
0: traits of being bold. I love that. And I love when you said, what is your core bold? Um, In the beginning, you said that, and that really stood out to me because You know, I think with the the beginning and the popularity of social media, especially Instagram more so than Facebook, I think that um, there's a lot, a lot, lot, lot of comparison. And I love the quote, comparison is the thief of joy, because we fall into this trap of, wow, they're having so much success with that. Let me do that. And you're you, like we are ourselves and that's the, the special gift that we bring to the world. And I love that you not being a stylist, you pointed out that the personality and the relationship between you and your stylist is what you love most. You didn't mention your hair at all. And I think a lot of hairstylists spend so much time and energy on technique, on the hair part. And I always teach at my seminars, most clients do not know the difference between good hair and great hair they know the difference between a stylist that they love and a stylist that yeah. they didn't connect with. It's that inner connection of that vibe. As soon as they walk into the space, you know, when it's not a good fit immediately yes. and you not even get your hair touched yet.
1: Mm-hmm. So I think the O in my bold is very, very important um, to the stylist world, that interpersonal, how you're communicating with others. Um, and I do get into that comparison and how not to do that because yes, we live in this social media world where, what we see is what we think is real and it's not necessarily true. And you're comparing others is not about them. It's about what you're lacking in you. If you feel really good about who you are, you can look at that and be happy for others instead of comparison. So, and that's also where the B is important when you really know your value and are focused on who you are becoming and that certainty that you have then you can look at other things and not and not be stuck in the comparison mode to what they're doing. You can be happy for them because you're happy for you.
0: And to your point earlier, there is so much enough to go around. You know, there's not a hundred clients that we're all fighting over. There's so many people in yeah. the world and in our area. And that's why there's vanilla, chocolate, strawberry and a hundred other flavors of ice cream and and everything else is that, you know, you do you and people will be attracted to you. And it's it's interesting when you talked about introvert, extrovert. The introverted stylist will attract the type of client, and I saw it in my own business. You know, I'm a chatty Kathy. I could talk, 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 and that's what I'm known for. Sometimes it's very annoying to people. Other people love it because they don't have to talk or think. They can just sit there and be entertained. Yeah. But if if one of my clients had to go to my introvert colorist, it made them a little uncomfortable because there was no talking, you know, it was very quiet and they were kind of looking around like what's going on and the introvert would ask the client, you know, what what are we doing? How does Elaine do it? And showed signs of, you know, not being super confident but it was because they're not talkers that they were trying to make conversation (laughs) and the client was like, I don't know. I've never had to say that Elaine just does it and and just talks, you know? So everybody has their own style and those people will be drawn to that person automatically. It's not something that you have to even stress about. So, I mean, when you
1: are you, that's the whole point of bold. When you're, when you're bold and you show up as you, you're going to attract the person that is for you and for the introvert, they need bold not to make them not introverted, but the more they know their value, then even though they're more on the quiet side and they don't need to be chatty Kathy, they still have the confidence to come across with that certainty. So you don't feel the question. You just know that it's a, not as much of a chatty conversation. Um, I just, I don't think that there is a business owner out there who couldn't benefit from that bold and, and, and showing up as your true authentic self, getting your value and having an influence on other people in the way that you communicate. I just think we can all get better at anything that we are. It's not that we change. You are you, you can just always be a better version of you. And, and because a solopreneur is you you've got to do all the things on you a lot of things to do when it's your own business. And so the best thing you can do for yourself is show up with that confidence and and be yourself so that people know who that is. Like, how do I know that if you don't show up with the bold, I don't even know who, who that is. How do people know? So someone said to me, what do I get from being bold? Actually, I was on a podcast of a nine-year-old yesterday. I couldn't even believe. like – The mom asked me, I was like, if if your (laughs) nine-year-old daughter has a podcast and wants to talk about being bold, I cannot wait. Her little nine-year-old question was, what do I get from being bold? And I was like, wow, what a powerful little question. What do you get from being bold? You get the satisfaction, that inner satisfaction of knowing that you have shown up with all the confidence in being you. And that puts off a different energy than when you're questioning and you're very unsure. And then that attracts for us as a business person, your clients, when you know who that is for a nine year old, that attracts the right people that you want to associate with. And that's really important for our kids. Who do you hang out with? There's nothing more important. Heck, it's really nothing more important than for all of us. They say we are the sum of the five most people that we surround ourselves with. Right. So how do people know they're attracted to and want to be with
0: you if they're not quite sure who that is? And that takes fold. 100%. And, and I think there's some confusion around, you said often during this podcast, know your value, know your value. And in our industry in particular, there's a little bit of the, the new generation of everyone gets a trophy, they don't keep score in sports. Nobody wins. Everybody's equal. There's a lot of that that has turned into a newer stylist coming into the industry has been pumped so full of know your worth, know your worth, charge your value, charge your value that these people with two years of experience are charging $400 for a highlight and people who have been doing hair for 30 years are charging 80 So if there's a confusion of know your individual worth as a human being and being authentically you and having boundaries and not being, you know, abused by people and walked all over and if, and a monetary value, I think it's gotten a little crossed. Um, and that's something that's a huge, um, thing in the industry.
1: Interesting. Mm -hmm. You know, if you
0: don't have that experience, and that grit behind the chair and and know how to to facilitate the actual color service or especially corrective color, you will, you know, showing up as your authentic self and valuing yourself the way that you interpret it, not the internal of real authenticity Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The like, I know I'm worth it and I, you know, I want to be successful and I've watched Tony Robbins 62 times and I'm charging $400 million. And then the the actual service doesn't warrant that price. Right. So it's like that fine line between understanding. I think, you know, I used to go to business seminars and I owned my salon and I had no systems. You know, it was a free for all. It was, I was mom, they were the kids. It was all done by love and fly by the seat of your pants. And that doesn't work in business. We need systems. So every seminar that I would go to, the keynote speaker would talk about systems, system, system, system. They said system probably 62 times during their presentation, but they never gave the system. So I would walk away and I would say, what the heck just happened? I know that that just made sense what they said, but I don't, I get don't know how to what do the it. System thing is that they're talking about. Well, now I get it, you know, 30 years later. So speak to that, to knowing the difference between valuing you and who you are as a human being and you know, blowing up your pricing because it's the everybody gets a trophy and you're the greatest kid in the world and you do nothing wrong and you'll never make a mistake because you're perfect childhood.
1: It's I mean, you bring up that's such an interesting point and in the coaching world, I see it um, with all of the um, sales messages that I receive and the Facebook ads of how to scale your coaching business, which is you know, you can't manage a coaching business having one-on-one clients and agreed group coaching is a great idea, but there's this, this idea about that. I read nonstop. Why not just have 10 clients that are your client for the year that you charge $10,000 Right. and, and feeding that same idea that like, that's all you have to do is just charge that 10. Okay. Well, the average person who's building their coaching business is not in a place to be charging $10,000, just like a $400 stylist on your second year, like come on. Um, So I think, you know, there's also an aspect of smart business. And I wonder those, those young people that are coming out and they're charging these exorbitant prices for lack of experience, are they having success or doesn't that make me want to go to the stylist who's had five, 10 years of experience and is charging a hundred dollars. Doesn't that make me want to go to you? And so if you're a smart business person and you do know your worth and what is also the right price in the business world, your business owner, you there's an aspect of understanding business to being a business owner. To me, watching somebody come in with the trophy and I just want to build up my business and charge $400 for two years. Like that's not making wise business decisions. And I am curious to see how many of those people have a business of longevity or how many of them are frustrated with not enough clients and saying, why isn't this working? Um, To me, if you know your actual worth, Um, and you know, you're amazing and do a great job, but you also know the business world and what is accurate. You're set, you're going to be set up for success and don't know how that, how successful that business model is to be. And, and if it is successful, perhaps that says something to the rest of the stylists that you could raise your prices and do that and charge more. It's a good question. It needs it needs right answers to find out are they successful in that? Um, cause there's there's a difference in being bold and being entitled and just thinking, well, I want to make six figures and I just got out of school and this is how I'm gonna do it. But
0: Absolutely. And and what's happening too is a lot of the newer stylists are attempting to skip the apprentice protege phase of the industry and you know, I get it. I get that it's, it's so much more achievable to be able to have a solo suite because everything has shifted in our industry. But any, any industry, the, the medical field, you know, you don't get out of medical school and start cutting people open and do heart transplants.
1: Okay. You know,
0: you do all of those years of shadowing a, a senior surgeon and watching everything and handing tools and doing something, you know, a little bit of it. And suddenly in our industry, you know, everybody's so pumped up with, you know, I can do this. I'm great. I, I, you know, I've got this. And there's an element of wouldn't you rather practice in a classroom situation with a strong mentor and get beat up a little bit there versus doing it on a paying client. So there's a lot of shifting in the industry and a lot of isolation, which I don't love. You know, part of being yeah. in a large salon and and part of a culture and a community of like-minded people was that learning and growing together. And yeah. I think, along with um, you know, you and I both have kids, and and we've watched them grow up with an iPhone in their hand and knowing how to launch a spaceship from their hand. You know, it's such a strong, valuable piece of machinery that can do so much. But it's also, I think, you and I chatted when we talked before the podcast about, you know, we worry about them socially. You know, they, they go out to dinner. These 20-somethings all go out to dinner and they're in a, a crowd of eight people and everybody has their head in their everybody, phone texting someone yeah. who's not there or looking at another party that they're not invited to and having fun right. of what's going on somewhere. Can you imagine you and I, if it was like that? Like when we went to a party, you went to the party, you had the address because someone told you over your house phone how to get there. Yeah. And if and you, passed you just there went. The party stunk, you either went home and went to bed or you stayed and you just said, this party stinks. Where now my son said, you know, people get there and within five minutes, if that party's not off the hook, unbelievable, everybody's texting, where do you go next? And it's like that fight or flight response to social. If it's not yes. like, oh my gosh, Insta-worthy, I'm out. And I'm, I'm and thinking, it's also. to 10 years from now? Is anybody going to have a friend? Or are we going to be like talking to robots and Alexa is going to be everybody's friend and Siri, you know? It's
1: also a scapegoat because for our kids being in that situation and being social, which is, um, you know, obviously now not happening as much because they're all, we're all home and we're not in school, which is uh, worrisome in its its own right because they're lacking that um, stimulation and just staring at screens all day. It's just killing me. I get it Corona, but. It's really difficult to see as a parent, but, um, there's so the, the phone has become such a habit that it's easy to bop into that social situation. And, you know, one of the things I talk about in being bold, the L is leveling up, getting uncomfortable with being uncomfortable. And so for our kids, it's getting used to that situation and being uncomfortable and then having to work on that social skill and learn how to have that dialogue. But for them, when they're uncomfortable, it has become a habit that they just immediately retreat to their phones. So -hmm. so part of it is, is that they don't want to be uncomfortable. So then you can just look down and, you know, scroll or, you know, whatever. And you've taken yourself out of the situation in a very socially acceptable way. And it shouldn't be socially acceptable. Like you're at the party. I see my kids with friends over and I just want to be like, can you put the phones in a basket? Mm -hmm. It is, it's just a become a very socially acceptable habit that allows them to escape the situation and, and get away with it. And everybody needs to get uncomfortable with being uncomfortable. That's part of being a business owner too. It's scary.
0: It's so Um, true. And all of my biggest movement and shifts in my life have come from getting past the fear and getting to the other side. But so many people stop when they're so close to that movement. It's always that, you know, you're so right there, you can taste it. Mm -hmm. And then the fear takes over and you get paralyzed and you stay stuck. And if you just would have pushed through it because the fear is never going away, right? You and I know that. Not if you're going to do something new. The the only
1: time the fear is going to go away is if you get comfortable and you're good and then you don't do anything different and you're like, cool. So that means do you have all the clients that you could take? and your business is well and established and you're good to go, then you get the opportunity at some point to be comfortable with where you are. And then you're good to go. But most of the time we're all still always growing our businesses and coming up with new ways to do that. And that, that, that newness will always come with needing to come up with new ideas with needing to level up and, and, needing to step out of your comfort zone always. And it's scary. That's why I have a group coaching program launching in September. And one of the things that we're going to do in that group is everyone's going to choose an aspect of their business that they want to level up. How is it they, excuse me, want to grow their business? Do they want to start doing live video more and teaching tips for the thing that they do? Do they want to start networking in person more to get their business out there? Do they want to create a podcast podcast? of a blog what's the thing that you're wanting to do to grow your business whatever it is you hadn't done it yet because if you had if it was easy you would have already done it so what's the thing that you're going to do and then we're going to support each other and I'm going to teach tips and work with it'll be in a group but then we'll have some individual time as well to work on that thing and have myself and then the group behind you saying Nope. You're not going backwards. We're going to keep pushing you. You're going to keep going and you're going to do that and start to build your business in a new way. And, um, cause again, if it was easy, you would have done it. And if there's something new you want in your business then what are you going to do new to get it? And again, it all goes back to bold. It takes really, it takes bold to say like, okay, I'm going to do it. And I'm not going to quit
0: doing it. And there's that accountability piece that I love about a group Yes, you know, if you were to start a Facebook group and it's your bold Facebook group and you're sitting there, you know, I do my coffee chats on Wednesday mornings and I'm basically feel like I'm talking to myself, but there's people watching, but it's just me talking and people listening. There's not a, a give and take and a energy exchange. And I prefer when I do an event where I can see everybody and we're right. interacting and we do breakout groups. So there's that accountability piece of if you're in a group and you're telling the group, I'm going to do this next week. And you've said it out loud and you've made that commitment, then you kind of know that you have, not that you have to answer to them, but you want to be held accountable by your yeah. peers. well, we're going to hold that, everyone accountable. Yeah.
1: And there's also the piece of being in a group with like-minded other people. So the intent is that it's um, a small group, six, what I'm saying are solopreneurs, people that are in business for themselves. So people just, you know, like you guys, the stylist, it's your own business. It's your own space that you're renting. You're responsible because anyone in that position understands one another understands what, the struggles are, what the fears are. And so I'm creating this group so I can teach the pieces of it, but then people that are all in the same boat and will help each other. There's I definitely that. something to that support of people that get where you are.
0: So if people listening are feeling as inspired as I feel right now, I'm ready to sign up. I need that group accountability for sure um to your point you know when you work for yourself and and nobody's telling you what to do when to do it where to do it what time to do it you need that community piece and the fact that we can all be virtual about it right now is even better you and I are in different states so tell our listeners where they can find you and uh live more boldly through this group awesome I love it so um Great place
1: to find me is um, in my Facebook community. It's called But First You. I can send the link, um, or I can also send you the link straight to my group coaching um, page. And it is beginning September 14th. So for your listeners, there's plenty of time to check it out if um, if they want to jump in this group. Um, it's from um, yeah. It's, it begins September, and I'd love to have a conversation to see if it's for anybody and have a great group
0: of you guys love it so where do they find you on facebook because because it's a podcast they're driving in their car and they need an easy way to remember you is there like a Um, quick easy way without a link the the group is called
1: but first you um or my personal page is just kim wanawich but this Spelling of that. <laughs> Yeah, really. <laughs> um, if you're driving in your car, the spelling of that, if you type in Kim W-O-J, how about that people type in Kim That's W-O-J, <laughs> you will find me,
0: Kim Wanowich,
1: live boldly. You will see it on my page when you jump in. And then I can invite you to the group, which is called But First You. So either of those.
0: That's awesome. Um, I love this. I love what you're doing. I think we all need to be a little bolder version of ourselves. And I love the the version of bold to your point that it's, you don't have to be in your face, body and, you know, outrageously brave. Yeah. You just have to be um, in touch with your inner authentic self and, um, you know, absolutely, every day to be better than you were yesterday is, is the bottom right. line. And all those
1: pieces of bold work together it's not just one thing. It's those four pieces. So when you up your game and your impact and your communication skills, you stand a little taller and then you do know your value. So to me, the, the four pieces of the bold are, are like a web that are all, all tied in. Um, That's awesome. Yes. And let me throw in one other way that people can find me. i forgot sure to mention, um, I have a free download on my website. It's called leave your audience with a bam. And it's all about how you show up with their, whether it's to a networking event or whether it's in a grocery store, someone says, what do you do? It's all about just how you show up with that certainty. And it's an email series that walks you through it. So it's a free download on my website, which is kimwanowich.com. It's the first thing that pops up on my site. So download that and learn some tips.
0: That's awesome. Again, I will be, I will be doing
1: that right away.
0: Okay, awesome. <laughs> I need those tips.
1: Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me, Elaine. I love what you're doing do. and, and the message that you're getting out to stylists and this group that's out there that really can use some bold and understanding their value and and uh, know how appreciated you are, even when the quirky clients come in. Um, everyone's got a different personality and how that shows up. But um, I know from my perspective, I'm appreciative.
0: 100%. I don't like gray. <laughs> hey, it's a trend now. It's it's totally no, opposite now. No, <laughs> It'll never no, be. No, wanted. it's not.
1: <laughs> no, no, it is not. A, it is not my trend. It will not be no. my trend. I'm not You're
0: interested true. in, I'm not interested <laughs> in that. No, that can be someone's trend. Well, thank you so, yeah. so much. This has been a pleasure. And this is not the last that my listeners will have heard from you. We'll get together again and- love, Would love to. Uh, definitely connect. Awesome. Thank, thank you, you so guys so. for listening. We'll yeah. see you on the next one. Yep. And thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to the Ask the Color Expert podcast. Please subscribe and be sure to leave a review. For more information on hair color education, please visit my website, www.expertcolorsolutions.com. See you soon.